0: Hello, my loves. Welcome to episode 27 of Magic Woman Radio. In this one, I'm bringing you a conversation with Ebony Lynn, a mindset, success, and soul coach who I met last summer in the coaching certification program that we were both students of last year. In this episode, we go deep on topics including self talk and redirecting thought patterns, deconditioning and separating our truth from noise and following our intuition, even when it is hard, and so much more. I especially loved hearing about Ebony's unique system of power scripting, which is a creation of her own that combines journaling with EFT tapping to move emotions through the body and just move things forward in your life. As a lover of journaling and a true believer in the power of it, this system sounds truly next level and I know you're going to enjoy hearing about it as well. So this is a really beautiful conversation that is just full of actionable guidance and takeaways that I am confident will help you to continue to coach and guide yourself to the fullest of your abilities. So I hope you enjoy. Welcome, Ebony Lynn. You are the creator of House of Power and for now, a mindset Success and soul coach who helps women bust through the noise in their head to show up and sign clients with ease. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode today.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm so excited.
0: (laughs) Appreciate you so, so much. So, I always like to start here. The most important question to me, (laughs) what is your sun sign, your moon sign, and your rising sign?
1: I am an Aquarius sun, a Pisces moon, and a Virgo ascending.
0: Wow. Aquarius sun, Pisces moon, Mm -hmm. Virgo ascendant. Yes. Wow. We were just talking about Aquarius before this so much about individuality what a beautiful sun sign to have this was your full moon just a couple days ago wow that was a really big opportunity to feel into your truth to feel into who you are I hope it offered you some really beautiful revelations
1: it has I'm still um, I'm still working through a few things um Yeah, yeah but it was it's The moons are always so great to me. So yes,
0: nice, nice. That's good (laughs) to hear. Yeah, that Pisces moon coming in with that strong intuition, high sensitivity—that is Mm. such a power, right? Mm -hmm. And then Virgo. To me, I have a Virgo moon, so I feel really connected to Virgo energy, all about being of service, right? And and being um. Service oriented, being practical, being grounded, and so connected to just refinement and uh, editing and things like that, like always improving things and making things better. Which of those do you feel most connected to? Do you feel most connected to Aquarius, Pisces, or Virgo?
1: If I'm really honest, I've in these past few years, like learning more about astrology, I feel more connected to my moon sign. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I I struggle to see Aquarius in myself.
0: Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 fair enough. A lot of people don't resonate with their sun signs, right? And I find that a lot of women tend to resonate more with their moon signs because women are so connected to the moon. Mm -hmm. I feel so connected to my Virgo moon. It's huge for me. So thank you for sharing that. Yes. So, and thank you for being here. So you and I both did the same coach certification program last year, back in 2021. Mm -hmm. We moved through that program together and it feels like a literal lifetime ago. It does, low Like, I can't believe how different the world was then and I think that's probably why it feels like a lifetime ago because the world was so different and we're all doing very different things I just have a very distinct memory of that being a very certain distinct time in my life when I moved through that so it's been a full year since that program wrapped up I can't believe it wow yes yeah Wow. so my question for you is Who were you before that coaching certification program? What were Mm. you up to before then, and how have you evolved over the last year, both as a coach and as a person?
1: Oh wow! So um, last year, I like I go into every year with like before I get to the year, I sit down and I ask, okay, what is my word for the year? What is you know, my phrase for the year, right? Yes. And my word for last year was devotion. <laughs> wow. I learned various things about what devotion meant for me. Mm-hmm. One of those things was like actually making the choice to be devoted, not necessarily to myself, but to my mission, to my heart's mission. And prior to the program, prior to the program, I actually was a relationship coach with my husband. So very great at it, might I add. Like I am a phenomenal relationship coach, but just because you're phenomenal at something does not mean that that is what you are called to. I will say that it allowed me to. Along the way, what's really what's really interesting is that it's being with my husband that allowed me to like my so. I am one of those people who actually believe that marriage is is a refinement tool. <laughs> I believe marriage is a refinement tool and I've been with my husband. Now we've been together 13 years. We've been married 11 years, but from the, through the 13 years, I did not know personal development technically until I met my husband and that journey of personal development. It really sort of morphed into finding all these other modalities and things, right? Yeah. And so the closer we got to last year, so 2021, I had really been feeling a nudge to just like, okay, this really isn't quite me. Like I really have Mm. a heart to serve women. And I sort of struggled with pleasing, I struggle with pleasing, right? It's like, okay, my husband and I, we do this together. I had to find my own voice. I had to find Mm -hmm. my own voice to say, okay, you know what? This isn't it. And actually, this is what I feel called to. And actually, the pandemic was one of the greatest things that ever happened to me. Because a little bit prior to the pandemic, I started... a what I refer to meditation as stillness, okay? So I began a stillness practice and my practice of stillness, lo and behold, you sort of face yourself and then you get to a space where you're literally just in, in nothing, right? But in, in nothing, like in nothingness, there's everything. There infinite possibility lies in nothingness. And so I was just like, okay, you know what? Babe, I love you. I know this is what you have a heart to do. This is not what I have a heart to do. But I want you to continue to do you and allow me to do me, (laughs) essentially. And so um, I found the program. (laughs) So literally, I found the program. At that point, I was already EFT and TFT certified, master TFT and EFT uh, uh, practitioner. Mm-hmm. But I knew about NLP and I was like, you know what? I would love to deepen my skill set. Like, I would just love to deepen my skill set. Yeah. And so I found Brooke, created my academy.
0: Mm-hmm. Shout out. <laughs> and the rest yeah. is history. <laughs> The rest is history. I (laughs) had no idea that you were a relationship coach before this with your husband. Yes. That's incredible. So is he still a relationship coach?
1: He actually is right now. He um, like he posts videos on YouTube and actually his channel is doing pretty amazing. Um, He sort of took a break because he. Wanted to like kind of venture into a creative aspect of him, which I'm really proud of him for. But yes. Okay, Mm.
0: wow. So we'll link his uh, channel in the show notes as well. Shout out to him. That's That's so cool. Wow. I love that you mentioned that just because you're phenomenal at something does not mean that you are called to it. Yes. That's so important to know. I can imagine that you built so many skills. Doing relationship coaching that serve you now in a different way, right? Absolutely. So, when you say that you got a nudge that that was not quite you, what did that feel like? And did you sort of know immediately that it was? Oh, I do want to serve women, or I do want to serve in this way, or did you go through a sort of moment where you're like, "What am I supposed to be doing?" Like, was it
1: in your episode with Freedom Rage? Rachel, she discusses how you asked her a question, essentially, like, it was something to the effect of, like, how do you know if, like, about testing? It was like, you know, how do you know, you know, if you're being tested from the universe? And one of her responses was, she was just like, I feel like you just know, like, in in your body. Like, I think you see the signs. I knew all along. Mm -hmm. From the moment I began, when we initially started talking about it, there was a niggle. I call it a little niggle in the back of my mind that actually said, "Mm, I don't think this is where you fit. Like not even, I don't think, no, sis, that's not really for you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And isn't it so interesting that sometimes you can feel that and you can be totally self aware, totally intuitive. But Absolutely. then, you know, not be able to separate the good fear from the bad fear. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Like it, it's a, a hindsight is so 2020, but we have to go through growth and, and, and learning and it's all part of the journey, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I couldn't agree yeah. more. Yeah. So now you work with women. And you do so many beautiful transformations with them. What's your most favorite sort of topic or area of life to talk about when you're working with coach, with working with clients? Do you find that there's sort of like one thing that you just love talking about or, or maybe even something that people have been like gravitating towards you for lately or questions that you've maybe been asking?
1: So yeah. a lot of my work, which I'm actually kind of not surprised about because it was something that I like. I think most people, when they look at me, one of, I hear a few things when people initially like see me, they're like, "Oh, it's something about you kind of makes me intimidated. Honestly, that's one of the things I really get from people, but I recognize that that is sort of my projector aura. That's, Mm. that's sort of, you know, my aura, like my human design type, it pierces. So I'm like, okay, that I understand. So I've learned how to like, um, with my physiology, how to make myself appear more welcome and opening, you know, Mm -hmm. so that, okay. But one of the things that I do tend to work with people around is actually um, like self-doubt, imposter syndrome, and really working through that in order to essentially goal attainment. So in order to achieve whatever goal it is that they're looking for. So whether it's a business or, you know, a a manifestation. So that is, that that, those are actually the things that people lately I've have (laughs) been working with people around.
0: Yes, I love the way you talk about your inner mean girl. That's such a beautiful way to put it. Um, I know for me like distinguishing that part of me that self imposter syndrome voice self-doubt kind of voice and making that you know oh that is my mean girl (laughs) and characterizing that as something has been so helpful yes what what has your relationship with your inner mean girl like and how do you have how are you in relationship with your inner mean girl now
1: okay so This may seem, mm, I'm actually not certain how this will seem. So my background is, I grew up in the church, okay? My father is, my father was, my father was a minister, mm-hmm. um, And like my husband, he grew up in church. Like our identity was church, specifically uh, being Pentecostal. That comes with the whole set of rules and ideologies, okay? Now, what my inner critic was, I thought was the quote-unquote devil, okay? And so... A lot of the work that I've done, a lot of the work that I've done <laughs> has actually been stripping, I, mean, I could say that it has been stripping myself away from indoctrination. So the last, I would definitely say, the last, the past 5 years heavy i've have been heavily into truth the, i mean that's really the best way that i can put it i've been heavily into truth and one of the things that i have had to recognize along my journey is really separating me from a voice in my head quote unquote the devil but the biggest the biggest the biggest my most powerful moment was really realizing that it wasn't the devil that it was actually that it was actually me and not Mm. and technically that later on realizing that it wasn't even me it's actually just conditioning and programming speaking to me Mm -hmm. as if it is me right and so for me so that's that's been my journey. My journey has been stripping away a belief system that really did not holistically. It did not serve me. It kept me bound. It kept me from being able to really harness my own power and move through my life. Right. And yeah, like, and ironically enough, It all began with, this was in 2012, in 2012, I heard a voice say, you are not to complain for an entire year. And I was like, what? First of all, who is this? Who is this speaking to me? Okay, like, who are you? Wow. And don't complain. Who, who doesn't, who doesn't complain? Don't complain. It taught me one of, it began to teach me how to, at the time I didn't realize it, but it began to teach me how to detach myself from the thoughts. So it taught me how to literally be aware to just be a bystander. Of my mm-hmm. thoughts. That's actually what it taught me. Yes. And so it's f- literally through that year of not complaining. One, I realized just how toxic, help me, just how toxic I, my mind was. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My mind was. And the fact that I was actually speaking these things out, out of my mouth, yeah. like without yeah. even like checking anything or putting anything into perspective. Yeah. I'm just going through my life willy-nilly because this is, this is how I was raised. This is how everyone else does it. So, yeah. you know, everyone complains, right? Like surely it's okay to no. It was bigger than that. Yes. It taught me how to literally detach from the voice, how to detach yeah, from yeah, the yeah, voice. Yeah. So like today so the the latter part of the question is okay well like what does that look like for you like today this morning I woke up I knew we had this interview I was feeling a little I had feelings of anxiety right? right now I am someone who is very present in their body so my mind may be blank but if my, my body could tell me otherwise. So for me, I, I have this thing where I'm always, I'm always engaged in my heart space. So like during our Mm -hmm. meditation, before you even told me to put my hands on my hands were already there. They, 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 they they start there. Right. Because Mm -hmm. I've learned like one of the things I've learned is that literally for like, for me being in my heart space. Obviously, one, it's love, right? But I yeah. recognize that like if I am constricted, if I'm feeling constricted in my chest, since you have something going on. Mm-hmm. So I ran, I'm in the shower, you know, doing my thing this morning and I'm running down my mental list. Like mm-hmm. what's really going on for you? And it's like I saw the notification for the interview today. We're feeling way. Okay, okay, so I'm feeling away. How would you describe you feeling away? Actually, Ebony, it's, you know, we're feeling a little anxious today. Okay, cool. So I come back to my, I come back to my, like, my sacred space and, um, like, my altar and stuff is behind me. I don't really like to show it and stuff, but, like, it's behind me. And, um, you know, I just sat down in my, you know, sat down in my altar Mm -hmm. and, you know, one of the first thing I began, one of the first things I began to do was just breath work, just connecting with my breath, with the intention of I have this feeling of anxiety in my body that I'm choosing to release. Not that I want to release, not that I'm going to release. I'm choosing to, and the choice, the choice, like to decide, means that I am making. I'm deciding to cut away from the voice really because even though we may not like hear the chatter there's chatter happening subconsciously yes whatever chatter this is you can stop it now thanks like yeah I recognize that this is an expanding moment for me to share my knowledge to share myself like forget Mm -hmm. the knowledge just to share myself right and that can be a little scary. Right. And so I did a little breath work and I moved into some, um, I moved into an algorithm for, and there's a specific algorithm in thought field therapy tapping for anxiety. So I did that specific algorithm and literally after one round, I was good. Like I was good. But for me, that's how it is. I never the year of not complaining taught me how not to allow a thought to go unchecked.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like sometimes I may not be able to deal with the thought like in the moment because maybe maybe I'm at work and you know, the thought pops up. I j- I always keep a notebook on my desk just so that I can jot this stuff down and I'm like, okay, I'll address you later. <laughs> I got you. I got you when I'm done. (laughs) So that's what it looks like for me.
0: Thank you so Mm -hmm. much for
1: sharing that. Our
0: self-talk is so powerful. It is so powerful. Like what I love that you said, I don't allow a thought to go unchecked because Mm -hmm so often we don't even realize that we let a thought go unchecked and then it grows arms and legs in our, our
1: minds and start determining our actions literally okay. literally that's literally yeah. it yes, like I it um I am I have a certification in cognitive behavioral therapy Uh, as a practitioner of cognitive behavioral therapy and that's the triangle the triangle is your thoughts determine your your feelings and emotions which determine your behavior it's a triangle or a circle it all goes hand in hand and literally if you're finding yourself like let's say you have a goal that you're looking like you set a goal, like, okay, I want to finish this project, or I want to, you know, complete this program, right? And you're finding that you just can't, it's like, you feel like you're just kind of spinning your wheels. You have an unconscious, you have something happening unconsciously that is blocking you from being able to move forward. And before I allow myself to sabotage myself. Like it's not anyone else. It's me before I allow me to stop me. I'm going to check me. (laughs) Yeah. And that's all love too, right? It's all, it's all love. Like, but that's, that's the thing. I love myself enough.
0: Yeah.
1: I love myself enough. Yeah. To give me what I need. Yeah. I
0: love myself enough to give me what I need. That image of you, like, giving yourself that self-talk, pep talk, <laughs> taking a shower moment, like, okay, so we're feeling anxious. Okay, so what's going on here? Like, that's okay. You know, we don't need to make it about anything other than a cue to set an intention to choose
1: another way. Right? Exactly. 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 Yeah. Yes. And that's literally how it goes. It's almost like, yeah. you know, you mentioned earlier about essentially personifying your inner main girl. And that's yeah. actually yeah. one of the things that I teach my clients to do. If you, you know that you have this voice in your head for some people, you have a name for, give her a name. Does she look like, what does she look like? What does her voice sound like? For some people, it's the voice of their mother, their father, one of their cousins, an old ex-friend. Like, yeah. you'd be surprised. Whatever, however your inner mean girl looks, however she sounds, if she has a name, give her a name. And whenever you find her talking, you talk to her. <laughs> you, you talk to her. So personify her. It's one of the best things you could ever do. So yes, literally in the shower, and I literally just speak to myself like I'm speaking to a friend like okay hey girl you yeah. know how you doing ah, yeah. kind of feeling yeah. okay yeah. but we're, we're we're I appreciate you I really yeah. do and we're choosing something else yes. I appreciate you and we're choosing something else
0: yeah let's co-create something that works for all of us I recognize of us. that you know you might be trying to help me in a certain way but you know, I see you, but that's not what well, we're not going down that direction. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So self-talk so important. And I saw that you were, uh, you posted a story the other day about uh, dedicating time for self-coaching. You were dedicating a few days for self-coaching. And I was so inspired by that. I just, I, as a Virgo moon, I was like, I love the idea of devoting time and space to just like intentional, conscious, secluded Work like as like the hermit archetype and just getting so deep into it. So I really loved that you shared that, and I was like, I wonder what she's doing during those days. I was like, I was like fantasizing about like what I would do during those days, and I was thinking that there was probably maybe like a mix of work, but also like learning and self talk and growth Mm -hmm. and like all levels. I was like having a little bit of a heyday with that because I was like, I need to
1: do that. Love that, and yes um, I, I wholeheartedly believe in, you know, it sort of depends on, it sort of depends on what you have going on in your life, things like that. Right. Um, some of it is program work. Some of it is like subconscious work if needed. So let's say like, I'm recognizing, like I'm sort of dealing with a particular theme in my life. I may dedicate that time to actually creating a hypnosis for myself. Or even like I've done time techniques on myself, um, yep. literally whatever it is that I need. Yep. But I always start with, I always start with, so when I coach, I follow what's called the T-Grow model. And i um, I have found that you can do the T-Grow model for yourself in written form. I'm trying cool. to find a specific, specific.
0: I love a good framework. Love a good structure.
1: So do I. You need it. Okay. So the T-Grow model stands for, so the T stands for topic. The G stands for um, goal. The R stands for reality. Um, The O stands for options and the W stands for way forward. So that is the coaching method methodology that I love to follow. It helps to really like move. It helps to move the conversation forward. Right. And it also kind of helps to. um, Just bring it bring it all together right but there are specific questions that you can ask in each in each category right so let's say let me see i love this so like okay so for the goal you would simply just outline okay what is your goal yeah. you know, what, what is the goal? And obviously, you know, make it something tangible, make it something you can track. Right. Yeah. And for R um, you can ask, Oh, well, something else in the G is like, you can ask yourself, like, what are the benefits of a cheat, you know, of attaining this? Like, you know, what are, what are some of the benefits? Right. Yeah. And then um, for the R you can ask yourself um, like, so for reality, like, What is, how is your present reality? Like in relation to this goal, what does it look like for you right now? What does it look like? And then um, you kind of can get into like, what have you already done? You know, what are the things that you've done? Now, I have a long list of questions. I'll send them to you. Yeah, please. What I love about doing this, not typing it, write it out you get to a space where you essentially you almost end up putting yourself in a trance and the longer you write the answers they just start coming they just start coming they just start like you literally begin to unload what's unconsciously there Mm. it's literally what it's for me for for me it's been very very powerful (laughs) it's very powerful
0: that's so cool I love that that's so practical like topic goal reality options way forward just keeping it on topic and it's so specific and so to the point point. and really I, the reason that I love frameworks like this so much is that they allow my creativity to really unfurl <laughs> you know like I need both to have both yes know? yeah so we talked a little bit about writing but when you set goals and when you coach yourself and just in your practice in general, is writing a big part of that, that that does that help you to connect with yourself or what goal, what part does writing play in your practice?
1: For me, writing is pivotal. Like it's, it's been, it's vital really, if if I'm honest, it's, it's vital. So I am someone now that I recognize, like now understanding my aura type as a projector, my life actually makes a lot of sense for me. I am someone who has often, especially as a three, as a line three and five, I have literally for the majority of my life have always felt misunderstood. I did have not always felt as though I belonged anywhere. Mm -hmm. And I've always felt different, really, really different. So I think a part of that is like, um, for most people my age, I am an 80s baby. I was born in 85, right? So I'm 37. But my parents are significantly older. My mother had me when she was 35. So I grew up with a very old school mentality, Mm-hmm. my peers that's not necessarily you know the case so a lot of times the only place I really had was a journal I stopped for like years within like really being intentional in my personal development and self-actualization journey really yeah. I began to pick it back up and um really not just you know writing about my day but really writing about how i feel yeah. and okay allowing myself the space of saying okay you know this is how i feel and later on realizing that i could actually turn that around and help myself reframe my experiences yes literally it has it's it has saved my life like
0: it really is oh without a doubt I can honestly say that too it's been the practice that I have stuck with the most consistently throughout my whole life and it is so simple it's free it's easy to, to yes. do when you, all you have to do is set that space for it um, but you can really do some Powerful work. On I mean, yourself. magic. Okay. It's, Seriously. It's literally magic. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. You can really do some powerful reframes. There's something about the act of physical, like putting pen to paper, that just kind of like unites the body and the mind and allows us to
1: go to a deeper place. I think. If you ask me, I actually believe that writing is a somatic practice. I don't think anyone would actually say that, but I yeah. actually believe that writing is a somatic practice. I, it, it has to be. <laughs> yeah. Why do you say that? What makes you feel like that? I think because now it's, it maybe it, it it could be me. So yeah, I think yeah. that may be a part of it too, right? Like I think yeah, yeah. that it could be me. Yeah. I think an aspect of why I say that it is a somatic practice is honestly because it puts me, the beauty of a somatic practice is that like it relates to the body, right? Yeah, yep. And the beauty of writing is that when you are writing yep. about your day or about an experience, it puts you in those feelings. It puts you in those feelings. Now, yeah. which is a beautiful, which is a beautiful thing, right? Now, the, the the caveat is having tools to essentially like move and to really purge your way through. That's kind of the key that I think is missing. With yeah. so, I think the reason why I say that it's somatic is because. Yeah. I have the tools, right? Like, you know, I have tools that I utilize that I really can move myself. I can seriously move myself through it. Like for me, when I write, a lot of times I can see things visually. Um, I see things visually. I see things in my body. um, Mm -hmm. And even like, you know, in those moments, Like maybe in my mind's eye, I may be able to see the situation from a different perspective and therefore get a different feeling in my body. Um, Literally just to help me move that energy through. And then maybe, I mean, a lot of times, We'll see. As you know, I pair tapping and journaling together for this very reason, which is, I think, probably why I say it's a somatic practice.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, no, that makes total sense. And I 100% agree, right? It is about, because it is about moving energy through the body. I do that when I journal for sure. I can have moments where I realize how I'm feeling and I'm shocked at how at what I've just written and I'm like oh my gosh I had literally no idea that I was feeling that or that I was thinking that we can be really really supportive to ourselves when we journal yes and this is something that you help people with in particular um because you have a an offer all about scripting power scripting yes Would love to hear more about how you create this, what inspired it, and how it's been feeling
1: for you since you've been offering it. It's my baby. (laughs) It is my baby. Oh, power scripting. Power scripting began. Well, let's start from the beginning. Power scripting is a modality that pairs journaling with thought field therapy. Along with emotional freedom techniques, I pair them in a particular way. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, for anyone listening, thought field therapy and emotional freedom techniques, so TFT or EFT, tapping, they are both based off of Chinese acup- uh, acupuncture and essentially like modern psychology. And essentially, you know, with acupuncture, you have acupressure points, you know, in your body, along along your body, right? And those points that they place needles are meridians and your meridians, literally, they flow all over your body. I like to say that they're like energetic highways. They're your body's energetic highways. And the beauty of tapping is that you can access these energetic highways without needles. Yay! Okay. Power scripting, this is how it was birthed. One day, I was at my altar after a stillness practice. And one of the things that I began recognizing was that your subconscious mind will bring things up that are old, knowing that you're ready to process it. (laughs) Prior to, hmm, I think this, actually, this is about five, uh, five, five years, ago. about four or five, actually, wow, it's been about four or five, four or five years, wow, four or five years ago, okay, four or five years ago, um, I was at a space in my life where I held a lot of shame around, essentially, like, who I was, feeling as though I should have been further than I was in life. Um, And a lot of that also was like kind of money trauma, really. And um, for anyone who, you know, to know me is to know that I attended a upper class, uh, upper class um, university, predominantly white, sorry, Mm -hmm. Predominantly white.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it had a law school. I was in a program. It was called a three plus three program. I was on track to be a lawyer. And I pulled out because I recognized that it wasn't for me. Again, just because you're great at something, just because you have the mind for something, does not mean that that is your calling. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. And um, my father has always been the one who understood it was my mother. And she really, I've had a lot of shame around feeling as though I let her down. And also, you know, just overall feel, having the feeling as though I, I should be further, like I should be further, but not really recognizing that I only held that feeling based upon the ideologies that were placed upon me. I never had the opportunity to truly choose for myself. So at this time I was at my altar and all of this came up and I just started, I was sobbing, sob fest, sob, I mean a sob fest. And I remembered that I had actually just read about a TFT algorithm that encompasses, so it's a layered algorithm. So in thought field therapy they're called algorithms and EFT is called a recipe so i literally found an algorithm for trauma but it had feelings of shame mm-hmm. guilt um shame guilt feelings of depression right so this it, it's a long algorithm okay yeah i realized that i was like oh man like I could apply this, like, let, let, let me apply this. So I did it, and I realized, like, ooh, like, that, that felt really good. That felt really good. Yeah. yeah. And then I journaled about the experience. Mm. A couple of days later, I had an incident at my job. And, I mean, it really made me feel away. I was really angry. I felt very angry. And at the time, I didn't have I, I didn't really have like the time, but I made the time for myself. And so like, I put myself on a break. I'm just like, guess who comes first? I do. Cause I'm feeling away. <laughs> Want me to be productive? Let me tend to myself. Thank you. Oh, so I hopped in my journal and I just started journaling exactly how I was feeling. I just journaled how I was feeling. And I looked at that. I looked at that page and I asked myself, okay, if you had to distill this down to one feeling or even a couple of feelings, how does this feel for you? And it was just flat out. I'm angry. I'm angry. Guess what? There's a TFT algorithm for anger. I did the TFT algorithm for anger and I felt so much lighter. And after that, I began writing again, but this time affirming myself, affirming Mm -hmm. myself in writing. And I was like, you know what? Let me tap these affirmations. Let me tap on these affirmations. The ones that I just wrote. So I applied. So I just did the general EFT algorithm. Like, so not even karate chop point because my meridian is already good. Yeah. I just started at my eyebrow and just worked my way through, yep. worked my way through the eight points until I was finished reading off what I, how I affirmed myself. Yep. I realized that it was pure gold. The more I kept doing it, the more I realized how quickly I was shifting in my life. And how when the same things came up, I was like unbothered. <laughs> it was like, this is okay, what's this? Oh um, hmm, that's that's maybe maybe that would have got me a couple of weeks ago, but not today. Like I'm good today. Yeah. So essentially the practice of power scripting is you write down how you feel you distill that paragraph or those pages into a feeling maybe you're feeling feelings of depression maybe you're feeling shame maybe it's making you feel a little anxious Um, there are layered you know you it it can be layered Um, ironically enough you know, a lot of this stuff, you, you you would be surprised by how how many emotions are actually almost like sisters, <laughs> like they're almost yeah, like yeah. sisters. Yeah. So there are, so you would write down how you feel and you would apply a TFT algorithm for how you're feeling. Once you move through that, you write, you affirm yourself. That's the best way. That's the best way I can put it. After you write down how you feel that one of the biggest lessons I learned through the year that I couldn't complain is that as a matter of fact, you all discussed this. You and Chanel discussed this during um, you all's episode, how she how she talked about how essentially when you when you are like releasing energy, when you're clearing out space, you can never. That's the one thing I learned and like um, being coming from the church. When you release something, you have to replace it because if you don't replace it, it will come back up. So you have to put, you have to put in, I call it divine truth. You have to put in what you know to be true, right? And so you, again, you just, you began by writing down how you feel, you distill it to feelings. How, how does this feel? What, like, how would you label these feelings? You apply a TFT algorithm, you affirm yourself. And then you tap in, you tap in. So that is the energetic replenishing. I am replenishing myself with what I know to be true, with my divine truth. That, in a nutshell, is the practice. And I love it.
0: I love it too. Now, that does sound like so effective and comprehensive
1: Mm -hmm. and
0: deep. And (laughs) supportive, so much of the work of why these techniques are effective, like EFT, for example, is because we are addressing the root of the problem, right? And I love that part of power scripting involves distilling it down to the essence of what you are feeling. And it's not just about going right there. Sometimes you need to take a circuitous route. You have yes. to be like, oh, that is connected to my past and yes. beyond, you know, not just my past, but like where I came from. And I yes. know all of this, it's in my feelings and how I'm feeling. And you have to move through that. It is such an important part of the process, right?
1: Absolutely.
0: I, I could not agree more. Wow. So how long does it take someone to move through the power scripting, I guess, package or what you offer?
1: Well, if I'm really honest, it depends on the person. Like yes, it depends yes. on how, how much you want to write. You know, sometimes I literally uh, can get through it in like 10, 15 minutes. You know, yeah. it, it literally yeah. kind of depends on how yeah. much how much like it depends on what i have to say also sometimes i can do I a a lot of times i'm at the space now where i can do it without even having a journal about it like for me yeah. i am i think so for me a, having a stillness practice has been a game changer um I'm not sure if we clarified this on the episode, but I, I refer to meditation as yeah. a stillness practice, yeah. um, but a stillness practice has been game-changing. Yeah. Um, and I think really, I think an aspect of what has allowed it, it to be game-changing is really kind of getting into the side of me that's more so about conscious creation. So yeah. the thing about conscious creation is that you recognize who you really are. Who you really are is not your thoughts. Who you really are is the thing that is aware of the thoughts, which means that who you really are is God consciousness, right? Mm-hmm. However, however you like to however you like to say, universe, most high, source, like whatever, whatever yeah. name you want to put on it, that's yeah. really who you are. And the game changer is when you have moments throughout your day. I have moments throughout my day now it's not fully integrated. I don't really talk about it because I, I am not 100% integrated into it, but I am, I have began embodying it, but I'm not 100% integrated. Yeah. Um, but I have moments throughout my day where literally I, if I'm listening to something, I'll turn it off I'll literally just close my eyes and just take a moment to be with myself. I allow my thoughts to just, if they're thoughts, I just let them be, right? But the key is having a moment where you're detached from your world. Mm-hmm. It's necessary. I've realized that it's necessary to be detached from your world. Meaning, if I'm having an experience and it's making me feel away. And I'm a al- lot, technically I'm allowing it to make me feel a way because I don't, I'm not, I am not usurping my power. I am not usurping my free will. Mm-hmm. If you are being tossed in, you know, being tossed to and fro because of your thoughts, you have no free will. It, it would be a lie. You don't have free will. You have no free will yeah. because you're not detached from the thoughts so this having a stillness practice I feel like I went off on a tangent but having a stillness practice is the thing that has allowed me to actually be able to do it without a pen so I can actually look at it and say oh, okay I see you I see you okay
0: yeah.
1: and okay this is how it's making me feel in my body oh okay It's making me feel a little bit anxious. It's making me feel a little bit of shame if I'm also really honest. Okay, let me tap on that real quick. And then I'll literally move into, I am, I choose, I, you know, whatever, right? But it literally can be, one one of the things I love about like coaching and stuff like that, well, for me, is that my intention is for you to not need me. Once we're done, honestly, I desire for us to be done. I do think that, you know, you we do have moments that like we kind of need to like recalibrate, you know, sort of, you know, recalibrate. We have our moments where we need to recalibrate. But for the most part, I, I like to equip my clients to be in a space where they know they have the tools that they actually can help themselves. Like, yes, I know what to do. She told me what to do. I can do this. I've done it, you know? That's that's my thing. So that's how I'm able to do. You know, so to answer your question, you know, it can literally take five minutes, three to five minutes. You know, once you become like really adept at yeah. the at the modality, right? Or you know, if you need a really uh, an intensive session, I have had it take me like forty five minutes because I really had some things I needed to work through. I've even had it take me a couple of days because I wasn't even ready to do a TFT algorithm. Like I was just really in my feelings or I just really needed to continue to process. So it can really depend.
0: Yeah. And I can imagine that it can look very different from day to day, from season of your life to season of your life. And just based on various different topics that you're working towards or out of, I can imagine that it can take so many different forms. Like what a beautiful, versatile and empowering skill that you're teaching people how to build with that i would love to pull a card for you if you feel called
1: yes i would love that thank you (laughs) okay
0: so you have a choice between oracle goddesses or tarot which one would you like
1: probably mm, the tarot for sure (laughs) okay
0: do you have a question that you want to ask or an area of your life that feels kind of top of mind right now, or an intention that you're kind of working with anything at all, or we
1: can just pull a card and see what comes up. I like to pull a card to see what comes up. All
0: right. Well, let's see what needs to come through for you. Just after we've had this Aquarius full moon that may have been big for you, maybe on some level. (laughs) And as we move into the final weeks of summer, what do you need to know is just guidance on your path. we have the magician for you the magician a channel an agent of change and creativity and alchemy who reminds you is coming up to remind you how powerful you truly are and also remind you that um not only is this a time to think big about what you want to create, but also believe in yourself to create that. Those are like two sides of the same coin I like to think about with the magician. The magician is only as powerful as they believe in themselves, right? So you have so many beautiful tools that you work with to support yourself in that. And this is the time to not underestimate them and you in general.
1: so beautiful it's one of it's one of my favorite cards it It is it's one of my favorite cards when it comes out i'm like oh i know what this means yeah
0: the magician it's such a good one it's the mercury card and you're a virgo rising so mercury Mm -hmm. is an important planet for you that's your chart ruler so that's the most important planet for you you are very mercurial you are very magician energy that is your archetype (laughs)
1: It sort of, it almost follows me. Like it kind of, it kind of, it kind of follows me sometimes. Yeah. I I went through, I went through a season where literally every time, and I don't really pull cards often. Um, Like I do own, well, I own a few few days. i don't really pull cards like i pull them when i feel led and i went through a season where literally every time i would go it would literally pop out i'm like what in the world like this is amazing like okay but no i think it's such a it's such a beautiful energy
0: so thank you yeah yeah you're so welcome thank you for being on the pod today let everyone know where they can find you and what you're excited about offering right now
1: okay at this moment, you can find me on Instagram at House of Power, and I'm not on any other platforms. Well, I have a podcast, <laughs> I, I have a podcast as well, called The Power Collective, wow. and as of right now, I'm actually refining my offers, but the most, probably the thing that I am excited to offer right now, it's called Show Out, <laughs> It's called show out. So it's for ambitious women, you know, it's for ambitious women who are looking to create greater clarity and confidence within themselves, um, really bust through their IMG, their inner main girl, that voice in their heads. So they can really just show up in the space and in the way that they that they themselves would love to like if you're tired of hiding, this is for you. <laughs>
0: Love it. Is it a program?
1: It is a program. It's a six week yeah. immersion. Ooh, juicy! So excited. All right. When does it begin? Actually, it is. It's a one on one service, so oh, okay. it's it. it's open. Okay. It's open to anyone. Okay. Well, I love it.
0: All right. Thanks. Well, thank you so much again.
1: Thank you for having me, Kay.
0: fall equinox is coming up family if you want to honor this sacred turning point then join me for a live ritual and group spell on zoom the evening of the 22nd at 7 30 p.m et we are going to move through an intention setting ceremony a guided hypnosis session to merge with your fall dreams a fire magic spell and a forecast for the final months of the year the link to join is in the show notes i hope to see you there